astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Swick, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Happy December. Happy December. Oh my gosh, the time is just flying. Well, we know everyone probably feels the same way, and we are talking about Neptune today, which that's kind of a nice pace. I feel like we've talked a lot about Pluto. We've talked a lot about Saturn. Right. Now let's talk about Neptune. Um, we've had very few podcasts where we have talked about Neptune. Why? Because it's very slow moving, right? Yep. So it's not like it's doing something, you know, uh, moved into a new sign, you know, last week or that doesn't happen often. No, the last time that Neptune made a move was 2010. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, mom and me love this idea of going back and examining what was going on in 2010, mm-hmm. because, you know, all of our charts are different and right. there's not just a cookie cutter response that when you go through this X, Y, Z is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's our jobs as astrologers to interpret your chart, understand how is this planet affecting you? Where was this planet when you were born to get some more details about it? But being able to look back and say, oh, this is what I went through. This is how that affected me. No one can take that experience from you. And sometimes it can give great insight into how the temperament will feel as that planet starts to exit Mm -hmm. that point that was activated back in 2010. Could I I tell my story? Yeah. Uh, You know, in 2010, we bought the house that we're living in, but it was at the... It was in the worst part of the real estate debacle that was going on here in Las Vegas, uh, the fall, all the fallout from 2008. And so we bought, put an offer in on a house and uh, we put the offer in on Easter, the spring of 2010, and uh, it didn't even close until September 30th. That's exceptionally long, but it was banking uh, banks were involved and uh, the permission, of course, because the house was being sold at a much lower rate uh, uh, price than what it was uh, had been purchased for. So the banks had to be involved. It was, you know, just very complicated times. And we were in the dark. We had no idea. And our, our realtor kept saying, no news is good news, you guys. Don't worry. And we thought we were going to be moving in that summer. We thought we, we just couldn't believe it. So it was Neptunian. We were in a financial deal that we had no control over. It was a great bargain for us. The house had depreciated because of the housing collapse that was here. Uh, but we could get no feedback, no feedback. I mean, it surprised us when came, September rolled around. And uh, it was probably like, you know, the second week of September. And they've had, okay, it's going to go through. We couldn't believe it. And it was a great value. We got it. It was a steal is what it was in hindsight. Yeah. And well, here we are in the last year now of this lovely energy. 
are you thinking of selling it or something? <laughs> well, you know, we do. Uh, like, is we, this the announcement? <laughs> no, no it's not the announcement, but this could be that first year was a honeymoon year with a house. We loved every second of it. And again, we may be having some nice things happen around the house this year. Yeah. As the energy it stays, it's, it's leaving. It's going to leave, right? Neptune's going to move out of Pisces. Technically, it's March of 2025. So we're just saying it's a 2024 is the last full year of Neptune in Pisces. So it's going to be a bookend event to what happened in 2010. Yeah. And so we, 2010 was good. So I'm thinking 2024 good for the house. I'm sorry. After 2024, I house, I don't know what's going to happen. You may dissipate. Oh my gosh. Well, so let's describe Neptune a little bit because Neptune to me, I like to drive, I like to describe it as a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The idea that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you wake up from a dream and you're a little bit confused, like, well, we were, it was you, but we weren't in this house, right? There's that, that sense of, did that happen? Is it real? So Neptune, of course, can have those qualities. Like you, we could hear it in your story. Like, is this going to happen? Like, this right. isn't how it usually happens right? There was some sort of, oh, these are the structures of buying a house, but it wasn't happening in how it usually happens. No. So one, there can be a magical side to it. Right. Of course. But the other side of it can be, you know, am I seeing this correctly? Or it can't even be the dissolving because think if you're in a great dream and you wake up, there can be some disappointment. Oh man, that, that was just a dream oh, that yeah. dissolved just like that. Yes. So yeah. there's two sides to Neptune. Um, if I tell my story, I'm trying to think how to kind of tell it in a way that would make the most sense. But essentially, I was working in a hotel and our number one person left. Oh. There was a number two and then I was technically the number three. And But I had been referred to the number one position. And there was a lot of confusion about how is this all going to go down? And, you know, in the end... In the end, because it did take several months, yeah. I was the last person kind of standing in that position. So I ended up getting it. Again, it wasn't logical. It right. took several months that we all interviewed for it. And then they basically said, we're just going to close the position. We're not going to give it to anyone. Right. So there was kind of like, okay. Okay. And then they ended up eliminating the number two position. So mm-hmm. we had lost our number one, number two was eliminated. And then there I was the third in line now running everything. Right. So again, that's a a great example of Neptune because there's these moments of like, how could that be? Could that happen? You know, I know we were thinking that, you know, we had given up hope at some point in midsummer. Oh, no, I had given up hope too. I thought, okay, well, you know, it was very confusing. And again, if you tell that story, it seems illogical. Mm -hmm. How could that happen? It doesn't go right in the right order. So anyways, there's two personal stories. Uh, just for time's sake, we are only going to go through um, six of the signs today. We're going to go from uh, Sagittarius to Taurus, and then next week we will continue the six. So hopefully listen for your sign, listen for your best friend's sign, your partner's sign, your kid's sign to get some uh, insight onto how this energy will finish as we go through 2024. Correct. Correct. I want to give one other little metaphor Think about this. You've been living this energy. This is not new. We're not saying, oh, this is going to happen. It's never happened before. We're saying, no, you've been living this energy. We're going to encourage you to go back to 2010 
to see to, to, to what was going on then and how it could be mirrored again in 2024. But again, I want you to think of like, you know, say you have a house guest and the house guest stays for an extended period of time. When they go to leave, you kind of want to, gosh, did we connect? Was this good? Are you grateful? Uh, are you appreciative? Or are you good riddance? You know, so we are painting a picture, of course, that we think it was favorable. I'm sure there must be some people out there who maybe saw the dark side of Neptune, which could have been deception, being misled, having to wake up from the dream and face reality. Uh, that's possible as well. We just happen to have two great stories uh, for that Neptune energy. But I, I will be honest, like looking, remembering that story, like I did not feel good at that time. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, we, there we was... Felt very insecure. Yeah, right. Because nobody else was buying. Everyone else was, you know, uh, walking away from their homes. And they thought, people thought we were stupid for putting money down on a A new house. That they thought was going to lose more value. Right. Well, let's start with Sagittarius because Mm -hmm. this is happening in that solar fourth house. So again, this is just based off of your sun. If you know your chart, of course, you can uh, look to see where Pisces falls in your chart, or you could just simply say, I'm a Sagittarius rising. This would also apply to you. So in that last area of the fourth house. So one, I would say that there could be some dissolving of the home as they know it. Now, of Mm -hmm. course, if they were saying, I want to sell, absolutely. But it's very possible that right now you might be a little iffy. How does the home feel? Am I comfortable with the relationships in the home? There can be some changes in the home that feel a little bit different, I would think, than how it's felt for the last few years. Yeah, I would think that since 2010, maybe they've had some good luck regarding money. And if it's a real estate thing, luck that they fell into and buying their home, the perfect time or, you know, things, something about it that was like, I don't know how we did that, but we pulled it together. You know, I'm thinking of Erica and I'm thinking, you know, they've got a beautiful home that that came into under this energy. Uh, you know, and I don't know if that was so confusing, but it was uh, it was a pretty amazing at the end that they of course, had to pay more than most people. You know, we always have a budget where we want to be. They had to go outside that budget a bit, but it all worked out really pretty nice. And in the end, it was a great time to buy because the prices continued to go up, which we thought they were at the the peak of it. Um, Other things too, because it puts focus on the home is there could be more focus on dietary knowledge. So you could be Mm -hmm. becoming uh, more discriminative about what's on the table. You could be more sensitive to toxins in the environment, whether that's allergies, mold, gluten. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it can, and this doesn't sound happy at all, but it can put you around uh, agencies, uh, particularly those that help those in need. So nonprofits or hospitals or care homes, things like that. So again, the idea would be there's something there, kind of magical. Somebody could step in, somebody could give an answer, someone could transition, uh, you know, whatever the situation is. So um, um, that probably we're going to project a likely theme continuing for Sagittarius this year in a notable way. Well, and the interesting thing, which I don't know if it's too complicated to introduce, but, you know, we also have Saturn in this same area, mm-hmm. whereas in 2010, Saturn was not traveling alongside That's Neptune. Um, so it's like, I think there's a kind of this tug of war between Saturn, which is the structure 
Uh and neptune which is the complete opposite of structure oh are we are we staying or not oh yeah okay right Mm. so it is an interesting twist that's the challenge of astrology it's very easy to cherry pick pick out one energy and talk about that but you have to always look at the bigger picture of what else is going on and that's where that's the challenge yeah so for Capricorns, uh, this is happening in that solar third house, or if you're Capricorn rising, the third house. And, you know, this can suggest that there's a dissolvement of their routine, of their mm-hmm. schedule. So they could be feeling a little spacey or a little disorganized, or the idea of just saying, oh, I'm dropping out, or I'm pulling away from from that. Yeah. And there could be some uh, focus had been on uh, getting licensed, getting approved. There could have been some kind of maybe little mir- miracles, so to speak, in that, oh, yes, that they, they, they hired me and they agreed to train me. So I didn't have to have five years experience. They said, no, we'll take you in. We'll, we'll put you, you know, under someone else's wing here, so to speak, and we will groom you to, you know, learn these skills. So there could have been some kind of interesting things going on with licensing, maybe not in the most traditional manners uh, or certification or getting credit or for just proving yourself in a, in a, in a field that you really (laughs) going like, oh my God, I knew nothing, but I walked in and I just, I learned you know, on the spot. Yeah. For Aquarius or Aquarius rising, that's hitting in that second house of money and values and relationships. So I think I'll talk about the stuff that can dissolve. And then you talk yeah. about the miracles. Yeah. Yeah. So there can be a dissolving of established incomes. So the idea of, okay, I'm no longer going to make money like that. I'm going to set new ways or create new opportunities for making money, Mm -hmm. probably in kind of a way that other people are a little confused. Oh, you can make money doing that. How does that work out? Just when mom shared that this was, you know, you've been, I've been living it. We all have been since 2010. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of confusion when I said I was going to be a full-time astrologer. Yeah. Kickback that I got on that. How are you going to make money? Oh, if you don't make money, you can come back. Um, under this, you got energy. more job offers. I remember that you got more job offers once you said you were going to become an astrologer. People came to you with job offers yeah. <laughs> because they felt so sorry for you. I mean, I shouldn't say they felt sorry for you, but I they thought, they... "Oh, this isn't going to work out." They were so convinced that here, take this job. Yeah, and even too, I started an Airbnb business under this, uh, um, which when I started Airbnb, there were only seven listings in Las Vegas, so no, it was. No. That should go down in your bio that you were in the first seven Airbnbs. Today, what would your guess be? How many Airbnbs there might be? Oh, over 10,000. Yeah, probably. Yeah, at least. When she said it, everyone had, she had to explain it to everyone. Airbnb, what is that? Yeah. And again, people, aren't you scared? What do you, you know? And I mean, I was pulling in three grand a month doing it. So I was like, I don't care what you guys say. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing this, but whatever. So again, just another example of it. So here I am in that last um, year of it. Other Aquarians are as well. Are you changing up how you're making your money or are you making money in an untraditional way that people might be naysaying or not understanding how that money is coming through? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also this is a big love energy as well. Neptune in the second, uh, that second house does rule uh, love, commitment, security. And so that idea of, you know, putting focus on that romantic 
side of your life and uh, you know obviously key relationships key partnerships and maybe maybe even something that requires more at distance uh maybe someone's traveling more or something of that nature yeah next let's talk about pisces or pisces rising so that's happening in that solar first house neptune has been in your sign since 2010 wow yeah this is a big deal for pisces Absolutely. So of course there can be that suggestion of how are you disappearing? And Mm -hmm. of course we don't mean like literally, but that idea of you're not showing up in the same places that you were. So if you've gone to a job day in, day out, are you still showing up at that job? Are you Mm -hmm. still showing up in that same group of friends? There can be a sense of where are you? I would like to think that maybe, um, I, I always think of the word Teflon when I think of Pisces, that things don't stick, oftentimes meaning uh, mistakes, errors, ooh, bad judgments, they don't stick, uh, oftentimes suggesting that Pisces might look back at 2010 and think about how they got out of something. Uh, you know, maybe they were guilty, but they kind of still got waved through, so to speak, on some level or given a second chance. So I'm saying that's more likely a storyline that Pisces are going to experience here as we go into 2024 kind of passing by, even though, oh yeah, yeah, that was me, but okay, I just kept on going and, you know, and no one noticed it. No one saw it or no one cared enough to say something to me about it. Yeah. Um, The other thing too, is they could just be, maybe have some great travel planned for next year around water. Um, I can speak personally when I had Neptune cross my ascendant in Pisces, Mm, I was in the Maldives. I was in Bali. Again, I understand that that's not going to be everyone's experience, but I was getting a lot of feedback about where are you? Do you even work? And I did. did. The trips were so grand that people just thought like they lasted months versus, you know, the the 11 days that I was there. Mm -hmm. So there can be that sense of where are you? You know, people might not be able to track you as easily as they used to. Next for Aries or Aries rising, this is happening in that 12th house. And this can, you know, there can be a sense too with this about disappearing, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would think there's more of a focus for them on that sense of healing. Yeah. Right. The behind the scenes, what's happening. So they could be uh, getting more deep with their thoughts They could be, I'm going to say, go into the basement of things that need to be addressed from the past. Again, they could also be, I think there's a little bit of that sense of where, where are they? I think so. This one's a harder one to talk about because this is a lot of self uh, work, work on yourself, maybe uh, improvement type of self-improvement, self-help books, things of that nature. Uh, But I would say this, um, they're kind of in a dream, they're in a dream space still this year. I I know that's not the purpose of what we're here today for, but boy, it's going to all shift when they go into 20, you know, after 2025, it's going, there's going to be a big shift for them. But for right now, maybe focusing on whatever it is, a 12 step program that they're trying to help someone or work on themselves with. Uh, but uh, there's a, there's a kind of a new reality coming here. So do your homework, do take care of yourself. Yeah. Aries um, might have be spending a lot of time. um, I might even use the word medical testing. And again, if you're an Aries listening, you haven't had any medical testing. This is not for you, but um, it's just very possible that 
you know, they are saying, oh yeah, I've been pricked. I've been prodded, right? I have been just checking up to make sure everything's okay. Or I've been going to therapy because it's anything that happens like behind closed doors, these private yeah. conversations, things that were not airing out to everyone. So it could be your last year of formal therapy. If you were seeing a therapist, yeah. you may feel like you've, you're done. You, you've completed it. Right. So if you have an Aries friend or if you're an Aries listening, it's very possible that your friends don't know even the full story of what's going on because it can be more of a secretive placement for Neptune. Next, let's talk, or last, I guess, for today, we're going to talk about Taurus or Taurus rising. It's sitting in that solar 11th house. Um, So if we talk about the dissolvement, I think there can be a dissolvement of who's my group of friends. Yeah. Where, you know, what, what does my work community look like? What does my housing situation look like? I think there's a dissolvement of where they're showing up, like what groups or what communities that they're showing up in. Yeah, this is more of a lifestyle energy. So it's more obvious that, oh, they're not showing up at the coffee shop for the book club. They're not, they're not going here, but oh, they're popping up over here, right? They've joined this group. Uh, there's a real need to think large. Now, again, Taurus has been under this energy for some time since 2010, but oftentimes this does give more of a worldly influence. And sometimes you one can get swept up into big causes big movements, even big companies, uh, even being swept up into uh, a large company with a big name. And maybe after this is gone, maybe they'll pull away from that, so to speak. But right now they're still in and uh, it's a great energy for uh, what I just say, alternative beliefs, believing in putting the facts together. What do the facts really tell me? What do I think happened? So yeah, there could be some real outlandish, maybe thinking ideas under this energy. Uh, but again, I don't see it as a threatening to anybody. I just see it as I'm forming my opinions, uh, you know, and they might be very interested in some really bizarre ideas. Yeah. Uh, this energy also has a very like rescuer savior type energy, you know, so maybe they've adopted dogs, maybe they've, uh, they've entered into a relationship where they feel like, uh, I hate to say that this relationship saved me, but that could be that idea of like, oh, they revived my thoughts about love. There could be a, a real sense of like, I needed this person or this person has saved me in some sort of way. Yeah. That's a great, uh, uh, idea because this is that this is at solar 11th is a lot about other people's children so they could have even gotten very involved in big brothers big sisters or oh, something going on in the community about children even the idea of you know coming this time of year that now i'm buying a lot of presents off the what do they call the salvation army tree angel tree angel tree that type of thing where they're very focused on other people's children again it's, it's neptune can be a very generous energy Right. Yeah, that's and, and and there should be a combination of generosity, but also, I you know I just think that we can't just rose color glasses Neptune that there can be that sense of dissolving as well. Yeah, and they can go well, hand in hand. Right, and and also this could be romance as well. Uh, you know, again, maybe not a traditional relationship. I would say that. Go back, check what your events were in 2010, 2011. But uh, this can be uh, conducting relationships that other people think are improbable. What do you have in common with that person? When do you even see that person? Mm-hmm. So again, it, it can create all sorts of uh, what 
traditionally sound like odd relationships. Absolutely. Well, that concludes um, Neptune finishing up Pisces for the first six signs that we're going to cover. Of course, we will be back next week to cover the next six. Uh, We hope that everyone's having a great December and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. To keep in touch with mom and me, feel free to follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Swick or to visit our websites, visit mom's website at maryswick.com or my website at kateswick.com.